right. We're back in it, boys. Ding dong. So, so do you think any souls were let out of that sarcophagus or just skeletons and unidentified red fluid? Um, well, for, first off, I want to correct a statement that I made last week about the sarcophagus. <laughs> okay. It was not 5,000 years old. It was 2,000 years old. I uh, was misremembering the facts that I read about it. So 2,000 years old, obviously nothing special about it. Totally not cursed, but yeah. Did did they fact check everything you hear from Voluntary Viewing Podcast? <laughs> um, did mm. they actually open it, or are they just planning on opening it? They opened it. They found a family of, I think, three inside of it, along with a mysterious red fluid that uh, certain groups of people on the internet now want to drink. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you blame them? Like, what is almost certainly contains like some weird human flesh. Like, yeah, that's sounds great. I mean, like yeah. Europeans ate pieces of mummy forever. Like when they're like when they started first, you know, digging up old Egyptian mummies. People were like, oh yeah, these are like good for you for some reason, and they would they would they would buy like mummy dust. And like mix it in their food, and they eat it because they thought it was good for you. Mm. Is that that is straight up cannibalism? Yes. <laughs> I mean, so is eating placenta, right? But people do that all the time. Yeah, I. Uh, isn't that more of a human product though than like an actual part it's of a person? Part of a person. I feel like it's a part of a person. Yeah, it's got uh, genetic okay. code in it, right? Huh? It's it's so. essentially flesh. It's not like, you know, urine. Yeah. I mean, there's DNA and urine and feces, too. Yeah, but, like, drinking blood is cannibalism, right? I think so. I, I think as long as it's <laughs> yeah, not like a waste yeah. product, it's cannibalism. Even, it's cannibalism, I mean, but it's... Even if it's a waste product, isn't it kind of cannibalism? I, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I haven't really thought of it before. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, I feel like it's still, like, not something you should do, but, you know. It's like cannibalism light, because nobody's actually getting harmed. Or like eating earwax? Earwax. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. What is it if, like, you make a candle out of your earwax and burn that? Nothing. Nothing? There's no name for, like, burning a part of a human? I don't think so, no. Okay. Would that work? I don't think earwax is the same as wax. I think that's a thing people yeah, no, do. Like, you could, like, I'm pretty sure people said they've made, like, candles out of earwax before. I don't think it's the same thing. Well, no, it's it's definitely not the same thing, but it's like the same, okay. probably like consistency, which is why it's called earwax. Like you don't make candles out of wax because like it's flammable. You make candle like candles out of wax because Ha-ha. it'll. You know why? Is because they did MythBusters. They did an episode, and it, it's like doesn't really work. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's the, um, the earwax will snap, crackle, and pop, but it doesn't hold a candle because the skin cells, hair, fatty acids, and cholesterol contained combust quickly and at different rates, which means it won't stick around long enough to keep the flame on the wick. Oh. Okay, my dumbass explanation for thinking that was a thing then 
uh, is like when I was maybe six or seven, I saw an advertisement for like uh, earwax candles, mm. like the kind you can use to get earwax out of your ear. And in my um, young mind, I immediately went to that's a candle made out of earwax. Oh, that is a candle made out of earwax. Yeah. Mm. I get you. Mm. That makes sense. Welcome to the Volunteer Viewing Podcast, the only podcast on the internet when our conversation is markably better the earlier we do this. Also, we talk about a bunch of media and stuff. Uh, today on the podcast, you have Ryan, Firehazard Holtz, Andrew, 12 Shots in Two Hours Clark, and me, Lucas, Irish Goodbye to Writer. That one's harkening back to our freshman year. <laughs> We would make we would make one hell of a party. Yeah. The three of us. <laughs> I would set things on fire, which causes Andrew to drink a bunch, and then Lucas leaves without saying anything. I mean, like out of all of those fake nicknames, I think Fire Hazard sounds like an actually good nickname. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, like you're just like walking around the office, like, hey, it's Fire Hazard. You're like, hey, it's me shooting finger guns at people, and yeah. But in my experience with long nicknames like that, it would eventually become like Haz or something. Like it'd be Fire yeah. Hazard, and then it turned into like Fire Haz, and then it'd just be Haz. Yeah, but eventually... Like that's, just, that's how nicknames work. Eventually, like after like working your way up the ranks in the organization, you have to be referred to as the Haz. It's the Haz. <laughs> it's Mr. Haz to you. <laughs> it's Dr. Professor Haz to you. Dr. Professor Patrick. And then at some point, like, when the guy that's, like, been gunning for your job the entire time, like, finally pushes you out and he's like, you're nothing but a has-been. Uh... And then I shoot myself for writing that <laughs> joke. I mean, I think we got three seasons of a Soprano-esque uh, HBO show right the here. Has. The Has. The Has sounds the has. more like a... Uh, a legal drama, like dramedy, that's on TNT or USA. USA does no drama. Mm. They say it in their marketing. Haha, that's how you know it's true. Yep. Just like. You just hear it right from the horse's mouth. Yeah, like how when those pills that you see on the internet say, we'll make your dick bigger, that's how you know it's true. That's how you know it's true. You just gotta listen sometimes. They can't lie in marketing or even mislead the audience. It's you can't do that. It, I I don't think if somebody actually invented a pill that can make your dick bigger, there like there would be any way to market it. I do. There, there, <laughs> I think it'd be pretty easy. Yeah. I'm just like, hey guys, this is but, a but, clinical study there, that shows that we actually do make your dick bigger. 
I, there are so many fake versions of that product, though, that Maybe, I think to okay. many people who just first, assume, first oh, this is another made-up thing. versions of that product, you mean that product. Like, there are no more, there are no <laughs> pills out there, as far as I'm aware, that actually make you look fake. And just like, I'm I mean, I've tried them all. And, yeah, no I, success. Yeah. Just nothing brewing. No, I don't, I don't know. I think it'd be pretty easy. Just like, hey, this is for real this time. And people would be like, wait, really? And then sure enough. And then it'd be the most popular product in the entire planet. <laughs> Dear God. hundred bucks a pill. Oh God, that's so cheap. What? I imagine it'd be what like the... uh, $800 per treatment for like 12 treatments or something. How, uh, how long do you have to like take like this prescription 12 treatments 12 treatments so 12 just 12 EV treatments of 800 dollars per and you add four inches i don't know four no inches. you see <laughs> Dear Lord. it's an expensive treatment no you see monsanto has this figured out already except they only have the version where you take a pill and then gain half a foot what they want to do is figure out how, like, it has to – you have to do it in installments, and then, you know, they can bill you every step along the way and actually make money that way. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a drug that cures it all blocked by the governmental wall. Yeah. You know, like, they mm. cured cancer years ago. They just they just want to keep charging it for chemo. Well, people don't care about that. People care about the big dick pills and the big dick pill conspiracy. I'm like a little upset that you guys didn't get my uh, pictures of you reference. Oh. But that's okay. What? Pictures, the song. Pictures of you. Remember the song Pictures of You? Pictures of me. Uh, yeah. Pictures no. Of you. Or is it the other Hung way? up on your wall for the world to see. Okay, I, I definitely had it backwards. I don't remember which one it's by. Wait, what, what were you? Understood. Like, how did you reference it? That one of the uh, verses goes, there is a drug that cures it all, blocked by the governmental wall. We are the scientists inside the lab just waiting for the call. Oh, I... Well... <laughs> it's uh, by the last good night, if that helps anything. Oh, it's by the cure. Now, now no, the cure is the more popular one. Oh, okay. But, you know... I'm sorry that we let you down. got me shaken inside. I'm high up and dry. That's it. It's great. It's a great song. I was hoping that maybe someone would pick up on it, but that's fine. I'm sorry that we. I'm let sure you one know. of our listeners did. Probably wait, what? Listeners. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Can't even keep the charade up. <laughs> All right. News of the week. <laughs> One thing that I would like to request in this moment that could be used as a, a transitional period where the music is playing, let, let's try to get the uh, transition music a little bit shorter. Andrew? Yeah. I haven't put transitional yeah, music in like the last three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> you just outed yourself. Well, no. Okay. Okay. Not that. Okay. I guess. The intro, you mean the intro music? I guess the intro music that comes like 10 minutes in doesn't count as a transition music, but whatever. <laughs> okay. He has uh, been using I... our sounds as transitional music. <laughs> it's way easier on my end and honestly, I think funnier. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not harder uh, but, to okay, cut it down I, to I 30 will... seconds instead of a minute. 
Oh, I feel uh, that's like average for podcasts, but okay. I yeah, I'll yeah, I'll try to shorten okay. that down. Um. Also, since like I I am assuming that this part is going to be cut out. Uh, lat, like this week's podcast, I noticed that Ryan's uh, audio was like maybe desynced in like half a second. There was just a bit of a delay, so I don't I don't know if that is just because of the audio audio file, but just watch out for that. Just heads up. I will, will do, and you are making a uh, bold assumption there, but okay. Bold assumption. That this is going to be edited out. That this is oh. a podcast goal oh. right here. Yeah, who who doesn't think it's hilarious to talk about the logistics of a podcast? <laughs> to talk about the behind the scenes. Andrew, do you want to take this first one? Uh, yeah. You have so, to sing it. What? You have to sing it. I don't. I haven't the seen that line. movie in so long. I don't know how to wow. do the song. Take it away. The riches that the Culling 2. That was amazing. The Culling 2. Such a fucking piece of shit, garbage, dog shit game. You shit, shit twice. Shit. Um, <laughs> Three times. Just dead on arrival, a stillborn game. Just <laughs> oh, God, like just no. a terrible, terrible, terrible launch. I, it, it may, it, like, honestly, this is gaming history. I saw a video of a guy who was so hyped up by the fact that this game failed so terribly that he bought a copy of the game for $20, by the way. This game was $20 um, to try to find the one other active user in the game. <laughs> and he couldn't do it. Um, but yeah, they uh, they pulled it from Steam. Xaviant Games, the creators of The Culling and The Culling 2, have pulled the Culling 2 off the internet, of, I think, less than a week after it launched. Because, like I said before, there was one active user. Just just an utter failure. So spectacular. Honestly, I'm really glad that this happened, because it was really funny. <laughs> I got a... I mean... Oh. I don't know. I don't root for most creative projects to fail. But this one seemed like a pretty uh, bad, uh, obvious cash grab. Not really a genuine like endeavor by the people behind it. So, yeah, it's probably good that we have one less barely a game game not around anymore. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, honestly, like there was. It didn't really seem like there was any, uh, you know, passion behind it. It didn't seem like anyone was like working their hardest on this game. So, yeah, I um, got a notification from Steam though because I own the Culling One. Xavient uh, <gasps> Games has now released what is called the Culling One Day One version, where they literally put up the first ever build of the Culling One, oh. and they're gonna redevelop it starting from day one, and like try to redo their failures <laughs> oh like literally it's back to day one status and they're gonna redevelop oh my Culling god one. yeah <laughs> it's pretty weird <laughs> that is weird yeah I, i'd never heard of that might, before this might be interesting i i think like are they gonna be super public about the entire process of it they were super public last time they were just idiots about it <laughs> oh all right so I, don't, I think it might be 
I don't know. I think it'd kind of be cool if they essentially did like a way early access version of a game, uh, put it up for free, and then just did a thing where every time they update it, players get to play like the one step higher build of the game than them starting from base. And then it's just kind of sort of a third person experience of how games are put together and how they become good. I don't know. That sounds like an interesting, like, educational thing to me. Probably not that fun to play in practice. Yeah. So, cool. Um, and then I had a fun little uh, moment in gaming that happened this last week. It was... Um, <laughs> yeah. Saploon. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Splatoon 2 <laughs> has uh, been pretty notoriously um, kind of hacked to pieces for a long time now. No one's really yeah. been working on it. There's not really any anti-cheat software in place and all that stuff. So someone hacked the leaderboard so that the top uh, four people on the leaderboard uh, read as, please add anti-cheat. <laughs> and then that player who hacked the leaderboard got banned <laughs> for life. <laughs> for hacking. <laughs> oh, fucking Nintendo. <laughs> It was pretty funny. <laughs> like, that's such utter irony. It's just... Yeah, it's the most tone-deaf thing ever. Like, oh, this guy that's begging for us to fix the game? <laughs> Get yep. rid of him. He's a vicious hacker. It's just like this This dude stands up, you know, on the top of, like, police station or something with a big neon sign that says, like, please end police brutality. And it has the literal <laughs> yeah, shit kicked shot. off him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm sure he'd be willing to talk to Nintendo execs about his concerns with the game, but, you know, he'd have to download a third-party app <laughs> and then connect it with a special dongle to a Switch. <laughs> Woo, lad. This is getting yeah. to be a hot take. <laughs> Lucas is the, the Nintendo boy, resident Nintendo boy, and he he knows. He knows. He knows the, the I, struggle. I, I I like a lot of the creative products the company has put out, but uh, yeah, this this is pretty bullshit. And when they're bringing the ban hammer down on somebody who just wants a thing he likes to be better, that that kind of sucks. Yeah, it's even like a please. Like he, he seems desperate, just like come on, man, help me out. And then they just put a gun to his head and pull the trigger, and just like we have to get out of here. Maybe if uh, two months from now they put out a patch that adds some of that stuff, he'll be regaled as a hero online. But he's a I don't sacrificial see that lamb. He's a martyr. Yep. Martyr for the cause. <laughs> he's the Splatoon 2 <laughs> martyr. <laughs> he is the Messiah. He brought us all to salvation. We asked if we were squids or kids, and he asked if we could merely be more. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, and then the uh, next wanna... point is going to be fun. Who, oh my god! Is Lucas yeah. the introducer. Um, sure. Um, so following uh, this is going into movies. Following a campaign led by a uh, conservative blogger, one of the big conspirators behind the PizzaGate scandal, uh, Disney has fired um, James Gunn, the director of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, um, <coughs> due to some tweets he, some, some just 
kind of offensive tweets well, they, they, uh, that they were meant to be jokes about offensive. They were just they they, <laughs> they were, they were yeah, offensive. They they were offensive, uh, meant to be jokes, but just offensive about uh, rape and pedophilia. Um, you know things that you just joke Jim- about. <laughs> And James Gunn was uh, fired for that, even though he had apologized six years prior and Disney hired him knowing that he had uh, put these out previously. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't know, just where I'm at with it, I I kind of understand why Disney made this decision. Um, I'm also willing to bet that there was some stuff going on behind the scenes that, like, this was the opportunity to fire Gun, where they had wanted to for other reasons for a while, but never had a uh, public opportunity like this. But I'm also just kind of, I don't know, frustrated that people obviously arguing disingenuously who they themselves are probably making a lot of the same rape and pedophile jokes uh, got this for all outside of this uh, good guy uh, removed from his position and it's further contributing to the narrative of hey creators if you don't uh, just be dancing monkeys for us and not be political at all uh, and if you're political at all we're going to harass your bosses into firing you yeah that's what happens when you work for a big company I promise you that wouldn't have happened back when you worked at Troma you could have said yep. whatever he wanted, but as soon as he took that big paycheck to go work for Disney, uh, the game's changed a little bit. Uh, you gotta gotta protect that brand, otherwise you're gone. I mean, and... I I get that this is coming from you know conspiracy theory nut, you know, and that it was completely motivated by the fact that James Gunn, you know, has been very vocal about his political opinions that you know are very anti-trump but at the same time like i've said it before got to hold people to the same standards you know he did say those things and they were very offensive he did apologize for them before i know but you know and disney could have fired him then (sighs) yeah i i know but like i don't blame disney for you know protecting their brand like when when people you know say these sorts of things like they're not okay and like what you choose to do with how not okay it is is you know kind of up to the people that are being affected by it um but like i i think that you know if they if they would have made some sort of statement and you know try to let bygones be bygones i would have been okay with that but i'm also very okay with them firing him because because what he said was very offensive and if it was you know, let, let's say fucking Ben Shapiro had a bunch of tweets, which I know Ben Shapiro has tweeted a lot of really offensive shit. But if someone dug up a bunch of shit of like Ben Shapiro talking about like fucking children in a movie theater, people would have called for him to be fired. And I would have been like, yeah, fire him. And and I, I yeah. just don't want to be a hypocrite. Like, I get, I get it. I know, but I think James Gunn is also a... I think he's a better person now than what he is than when he put those tweets out. I I don't know if it come out if it comes out that he like actively harassed people back then or did in between then I guess I'm more okay with his being let go. Um 
I think Disney could have taken other steps to reprimand him other than firing him, which makes me think that there's other stuff going on behind the scenes. But I don't know. If we're talking about uh, standards, then Disney has a lot of high-profile people now with uh, weird pasts. Um, I don't know if it's even close to the same, but Robert Downey Jr. was, and depending on how you look at it, still is a drug addict. Uh, Josh Brolin, Thanos, beat his wife, and he still is game... He was hired by Disney knowing that information. So I... If we talk about standards, I feel like that may, might be shakier ground. But it's but, all about publicity. Yeah. Like, yeah. if someone were to come out right now and publish a giant expose on Josh Brolin, I promise you he'd be quote-unquote fired. Like, yeah. it's just... It's all about avoiding public outcry. That is yeah. literally the name of the game for a company like Disney. So, yeah. even even though that's just not on the public consciousness right now, those things that have happened. So, also, yeah. like, a drug addict to me is a little different than someone who's like tweeting out pedophile and rape jokes and someone who's beating their wife. Like yeah, I, I'm going to yeah. throw that out there for Robert Downey Jr. He had a he had a rough time for a while there, but it seemed like it was relatively self-destructive and not not just you know, being a bad person. Yeah, not not beating people or <laughs> saying I, bad things. I understand, but just more of like the well we don't want this person involved in the movies our kids are watching uh, from that kind of mentality but yeah and I guess I really don't have any more to say on this one other than it just kind of sucks and I feel like a lot of bad people see this as a victory and I'm bummed out by that uh, I don't know in the same vein do we want to segue to the Roseanne thing the Roseanne what? thing. What Roseanne thing? Oh, all the craziness in Roseanne? Yeah, I know we're technically jumping to television, yeah, but I feel be. like it's kind of a similar... Yeah, that's fair. Oh, okay. Roseanne has her own quote-unquote studio now, as she puts it. Which is uh, uh... N- not, not a studio, just a YouTube channel. <laughs> and uh, boy, <laughs> she... Um, I hope she gets the psychiatric help she needs. That is where I'll, I'll put it. Yeah. She is, uh, seems a little unhinged. That's Roseanne for you. I, she ha- well, she's been unhinged for a while. No, that's fair. Seems extra so in these videos. <laughs> my, my show got canceled because I voted for Donald Trump is one of the quotes. At which point, I'll just kind of point out that her show really only kind of got off the ground because uh, the reboot really only got off the ground because she voted for Donald Trump. Yeah, they hired her knowing that she voted for Donald Trump, made the entire first episode about the fact that she voted for Donald Trump. And like a big and point Somehow, the apparently, was... they fired her for the same reason, yeah. which, sure. <laughs> or and maybe then... the fact that you called a black person a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> That's, also, that's like, like I, I did it. I thought she was white. That's why I called her a monkey and part of the Muslim Brotherhood. Yeah. Like, and also Susan Rice, which I had done like a few years earlier. I thought she was white too. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she didn't say that, by the way. Yeah, I don't think she's ever really had to defend the Susan Rice thing. But oh, yeah, she seems. I don't know. And that, I don't know. The, and it's also a little weird uh, that 
comparing these two situations a little bit, James Gunn and Roseanne, how ABC, owned by Disney, uh, restarted the Roseanne thing, fully knowing that she was going to say some crazy racist shit, and were apparently fine with it until she said one of the craziest, most racist <laughs> shit things you can say. Mm-hmm. Until there was but public then, outcry. Yeah. That's what it is. Well, like, you know, if that uh, audio tape of big old Papa John saying the <laughs> N-word had never been released to the public, they wouldn't have fired him. They didn't They didn't fire him because the, pe- the pe- members of the board were like, oh, wow, that crossed the line. They fired him because people found out and got pissed. Like that's, that's sometimes yeah. sometimes companies will. Well, so, um, sometimes, but that didn't publicity. happen in this situation because that that quote that like conference call that they were on reset it happened months ago, and the tape yeah. was just released recently. He's also yeah. he's also the founder yeah. and the name of the company, so I'm sure they just realized, oh, if we release this, uh, there's going to be a problem. Has white smoke coming out of the pizza chimney yet? Do we have a new Papa? <laughs> Papa, Papa Derek. They have to change the name. Papa Derek. <laughs> oh my god! Like a really bad name. <laughs> Papa Billy's. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Comcast. Comcast pulls a bid for 21st Century Fox assets, uh, meaning that it's all going to be owned by the mouse. Disney officially will own. Most of 21st Century Fox. What parts are they not going to own? Fox Sports and Fox News, I know they're not going to own, right? Yep. And the Fox Network. Okay. Um, broadcast Network. Um, and some of their um, television stations that they own. Okay. So and that's it. <laughs> so are they going to own, like, FX? Yeah, they're going to own all the cable properties, all the studio, all the movies. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna own everything else but those four things. Okay. News, sports, network, and some cables well, or television. Well, stations. if you think about it, like it's pretty fucking crazy that you can say like they own all of it except for these four things, and it, that's like a very small part of it. And like, mm-hmm. think about how fucking big Fox was before this. Like, yeah. Like they had twenty first century. How big Fox. Disney is now. Yeah, but I mean, like, even before Fox was split up into essentially you know post alexander the great's empire <laughs> uh, like it, it was huge like and it still is pretty fucking big and most of it is owned by someone else yeah it's crazy uh... and like D- disney is just an absolute just goliath yeah it's a behemoth now is uh, Meg from Family Guy a Disney princess now? <laughs> no. That's actually so funny. Um, uh, you could, you I could kinda... make the case for the alien queen, <laughs> but not Meg. I think Meg. Meg, Meg could be like one of those princess appellates or whatever, where they're like not really oh. princesses, but they're like kind of half princesses. They're mentioned by Disney usually. Yeah. That'll be Meg. Um, I... Boy, this is still going to be like decades down the line, but I kind of see this contributing to the trend that eventually it's going to be television uh, is television isn't split up into multiple things anymore. It's like one core thing, 
and then television is competing against other entertainment avenues like Netflix or I uh, YouTube or other streaming plat- uh, other online platforms if they ever get their shit together. And I mean that's considered just television lot... still. Like when Netflix cre- when Netflix creates oh. a series or when YouTube makes an original series, that's television. Mm-hmm. I meant more like uh, TV as a platform. You're talking like no, cable like TV and satellite. Is a platform. Yeah, like cable satellite. Yeah, I. Mm, I don't know. I I guess I don't really know how to explain this. Just like TV becomes a more unified, singular thing. And it's competing against uh, television, uh, uh, competing against Netflix. Um, I guess, uh, just like everything on TV is just owned by Disney eventually, and it's Disney versus these other companies who are not on like network or cable TV, and instead have their own uh, online platforms. Well, I mean, yeah. sure. So you mean like you, like you mean like you turn on your cable box, and every single channel is owned by the same company. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, and then that young adult the comp- universe is possible i guess but like I, I i don't think it's going to get that bad the main reason that um <clears throat> the fox network was left out of this deal was to avoid antitrust legislation because if half of the major broadcasters were owned by the same company then antitrust people would, might start to look into it a little bit mm. so but as it stands right now they're just like yeah this is great do it so <laughs> So now they'll wait another 15 years to the point where this is normalized and then acquire the parts of uh, Fox that they didn't Push get. Push the envelope yeah, no a little bit. Idea. I mean, they've, mm. they've broken the envelope. <laughs> they've taken the envelope and pushed the paper back through the paper. <laughs> like, there's, there's, there's no more envelope. <laughs> hey, 12 shots in two hours. Tell us about glass. Um. Well, I feel like I'm the wrong person to talk about it. Uh, even though I, you know, put the little quip there. But I, I have not seen the trailer. But for those of you familiar with the uh, Shyamalanaverse, um, originally uh, there was Unbreakable, the movie with Bruce Willis and Samuel mm-hmm. L. Jackson that came out. Was that the late 90s or early 2000s? It was before Shyamalan kind of, uh, you know, took his little hiatus um but you know bruce willis plays essentially a superhero that like can't get hurt uh but like also can't swim um and then samuel L. jackson plays like a super villain like mastermind guy uh mr glass who's got really brittle bones <laughs> and uh they call me mr glass <laughs> they call me mr glass <laughs> um but then uh you know, that that was just kind of a standalone movie. And a year or two ago, Shyamalan, you know, in kind of his return to movies, made a movie called uh, Split with James McAvoy, guy with uh, schizophrenia, multiple personality disorder, kidnaps some girls. Uh, you think it's just kind of like a, you know, serial killer movie or like a thriller horror. Turns out the dude is a fucking supervillain. And when he eats those girls, he becomes, like, superhuman and gets totally shredded and, like, just busts through walls and runs around the city like a madman. And you find out that it's in the same universe as the Unbreakable movie uh, with Bruce Willis as his kind of 
Unbreakable Man character watching TV and watching this go down. And then, so, they just released a trailer for Glass, which is going to be the movie that kind of ties it together. I don't know if Bruce Willis is going to be in it. I know that Samuel L. Jackson's Mr. Glass is in it, and that James McAvoy's whatever the fuck his name is, is in it. Um, but, uh, you know what, I'll look it up right now. Vamp, Ryan, vamp! Bruce Willis is going to be in it. <laughs> cool. Good. So, yeah, the Unbreakaverse. Un- is that what we're going to call it? It's officially a cinematic universe. <laughs> that was an unfortunate mispronunciation. Yes, it was. That I might have to bleep Wait, out. What? You, you said it like a stereotypical Japanese accent. <laughs> Wait, what? You said Unbreakaber. <laughs> no, I said I said the Unbreakaverse, like the universe. Okay. Like the Marvel. It sounded like you said Unbreakaber. <laughs> You straight up Matt uh, Matt Parker no, that shit, yeah. <laughs> that is not what I said. I'm sorry that okay. that's the way that it sounded. It's okay. Um, speaking of, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Now you know why I nope, laughed so hard. Yeah. I was like, I didn't think it was that funny, but thanks. <laughs> You're fine. Um, speaking of stuff that's at least fine, maybe good, potentially great. I have watched the Shazam trailer maybe half a dozen times now, and it is everything I want. It does look pretty good. Looks funny. Although I'm worried it's going to be Suicide Squad-y by being like, "Why do you say we're that?" We're going to be funny. That's what's going. That's what people love about Marvel. And it's like, is it? Though? Wait, it's not a Marvel movie, yeah. is it? No, it's DC. Oh, okay. No, DC. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like Suicide Squad. How they did all those reshoots to make it funnier because they were like, "Look." That's what people want, comedy. And then it was really bad. <laughs> this seems a little more, like, genuine humor, though, than, like, hot topic, edgy humor. That's fair. Guy's going around using his lightning powers to charge people's phones. Like, that. that's pretty great. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. It's pretty good. I, I'm, I'm excited. I'll see Me what too. people think. Um, Andrew, I think... <laughs> Do, do you want to say the next one and let me react to it, or how do you want to do this? Yeah, you know, I, I, I've been wanting to uh, see how you feel about it. So, uh, there is a Metal Gear movie in the works. No, there isn't. Oh. <laughs> well, then. I, well, I guess that's there has been There has been a Metal Gear, a Metal Gear Solid movie any kind of Metal Gear movie in the works for the past fucking decade, and they always, always, always break down sometime in early production. Not even in planning. Yeah. I mean, it's it's in planning right now, so... They have they're, a director. They're never good... I guess... I don't know, if Konami is willing to sell the rights to Nintendo to let Solid Snake be in Smash Bros, maybe a larger movie studio could get the rights for a movie, but I I, I don't... 
unless they want to pick up the fan is a half a store the unfinished fan fiction i wrote when i was 14 about what would make a metal gear solid oh movie i just don't know there's any good way to do it well the the quote from the director is we're not exactly adapting something verbatim as this game but we're also not just going to throw it out in a crazy dark tower way that completely disregards why fans love the thing which that kind of you know echoes the uh the opinions that everyone has for like adapting anything where it's like yeah please like you don't have to like make it exactly the same but please don't just make it a piece of shit that has nothing to do with what what we love I don't think there's a good consensus on why people love the Metal Gear games, though. Why do though. you love the Metal Gear games, Lucas? <laughs> well, I love them because they're the first piece of media I remember consciously experiencing uh, sitting on my dad's lap watching him play through it when I was four years old. But That's the only reason you love it? <laughs> I also love it. I love everything about it. The ridiculous over-the-topness of it, the genuine... Uh, amount of heart that you can tell is dripping out of every pore of these games. The really like big scale messages uh, inherent in each one and how uh, a lot of those themes are subtly and not so subtly explored. Um, I, I love everything about them. And, like, if I, a pretty big uh, Metal Gear fan, couldn't in any kind of way explain what I'd want in a Metal Gear Solid movie, I I, I don't know what people are going to do. I don't know what the people behind it are going to do. As long as there's a cardboard box in it that he sits in, I think it's a Metal Gear movie to me. Does there need to be a mech in it too, or are you give or take on the mech? Eh, I would like there to be a mech. I guess I don't have the uh, emotional attachment that you have to the series. Can Does there need to be a character uh, named Vamp in it who's named Vamp uh, because he's a bisexual, but he's also clearly a vampire? I don't know if I necessarily like the way you said a bisexual. <laughs> it's like calling someone like a colored. That's how the line was delivered in the game. Oh, okay. Okay. Why is he called a vamp? Is he a vampire? No, he's a bisexual. Yeah, definitely when you use those types of identifiers as a noun it sounds a little bit more aggressive than yeah as an adjective i guess it was 2004 but now nah, that's fair they're doing their best mm. all right moving on or back to television technically um hold, hold on hold on uh, one Netflix. second um oh go ahead uh have you guys been noticed any noticing any like auto-tune in our voices or is that just on my end yeah, yeah, your your internet you is definitely it? going bad. Okay, because I I've been noticing. I've noticed it from oh, you. Oh, yeah. of you guys. <laughs> your, it's your like, internet. Rrr. Yeah, that's that's your end. Okay. Well, let's just keep rolling with it. See what happens. Fingers crossed. All right. Um. <clears throat> Netflix. Uh, 
Netflix announces a reboot of the 80s cartoon She-Ra uh, with celebrated cartoonist Noel Stevenson acting as the showrunner. Uh, Piss Babies Online, though, are unsurprisingly upset about the new character design, saying She-Ra now looks boyish. What did She-Ra used to look like? Typical 80s, weirdly sexualized female character for a a kid's TV show, but then again, the guys from those TV shows were also weirdly sexualized, so... I think everyone was a little over the top on those. Everything was over the top. It's like JoJo's, but without the self-awareness. Oh, okay. If you've seen He-Man, think of a female version of He-Man and how she would be sexualized. Okay. And, uh... Yeah, I it's I'm not even going to entertain like why uh shitty people are upset about it and, and their justifications for being upset, but I don't know, I think academically it might be kind of interesting uh like there's going to be a really good term paper about how 30 years later this character is depicted in these ways as to opposed to how she was originally depicted and what that says about where media's at what that says about uh, current understandings of gender and how that's depicted. Uh, and, I don't know, that could be cool to read. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm seeing pictures of what she used to look like. Yeah. Yeah. Robin said, fuck Batman in the new live-action Teen Titans show. So I've heard. Did you watch the trailer? Nope. Staying away from that. <laughs> I, I would recommend doing oh. so. It uh, The best way I can describe it is, you know how in the original Teen Titans cartoon, like it was a lot of fun because these were five characters who actively thought it was really cool that they all have superpowers and were just loving their lives while also dealing with the usual teenager shit. Sure. This, uh, the Teen Titans from this show would probably call the original Teen Titans cartoon uh, gay anime bullshit and the currently ongoing Teen Titans Go cartoon as retarded. Wow. Yeah. Wait, who, and who said I that? that's how I think these characters would react to these other pieces of media. That that is the very specific tone they're going for and I hate it. I I would be more upset about it if it weren't so laughably dark already. Yeah, it looks pretty dark. Aren't they getting a movie? Teen Titans Go is getting a movie and that actually looks kind of good and like something yeah. I might see. Like they, but, they do uh, a lot of meta fourth world breaking I've seen in their movie. Yeah. Like they're driving around the Warner Brothers lot and stuff. Uh, kind of funny. Will Arnett, uh, Bojack Horseman, is voicing Slade. And I'm actually really good to go for that. Oh, he's, he's a voice actor. He is. That's for sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is for like the Warner Brothers streaming service or something they're doing. Like an online thing where you can... Uh, watch all the old DC cartoons and buy the new comics and stuff like that. And apparently this is going to be their new original content. Hmm. 
There you go. All right, moving on to the stuff people really come here for. Uh, and perhaps the most I-don't-give-a-fuck moment in all of anime. The upcoming Dragon Ball Super Broly movie is billed as the story of an unknown Saiyan. I am also incredibly hyped after seeing that trailer. I saw the trailer. It looked looked pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I didn't get why they kept saying like over and over and over again, "We don't know who this is." Like not not like the characters are saying it like in like text across the screen. Like, who is this? He's unknown. <laughs> Never no but no backstory. Get... But do you get it, Andrew? Yeah, I, this this is the first time he's canon. I, I understand, Lucas, but still, I thought it was a little stupid. Um, also, uh, probably the weirdest moment of that trailer for me was, uh, it, you know, it's in Japanese, and so everything was in subtitles. Uh, at one point, Broly's father says, you know, go, Broly, except it's in Japanese, and so he goes, go, Broly, and, and I, I in my head went, "Oh, that's racist," and then realized it was a Japanese man saying it. We we um, looked up the legitimate translation, yep. so we know that that's not racist. <laughs> they uh, they have an English dub going around. Uh, they showed an English dub at Comic Con, and uh, I I think they got like the original people who voiced Broly and his dad to reprise those roles. So that's kind of cool. Um, and also they got, uh, Chris Ayers, the guy who usually voices Frieza, but hasn't lately because he had to have lung surgery and he, uh, yeah, he acted in that trailer at 15% lung capacity. And if that's not like genuinely cool dedication, I'm not sure what is. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's pretty hardcore. Can't wait for this broluary. To check out some Broly. Oh um, all right, I think that's the last thing we had uh, listed in news. Um, you guys see anything else cool from uh, coming out of San Diego Comic Con? Uh, I have not. The new Godzilla trailer actually oh. has me I- interested. Yeah, I, I forgot to put that down on here that I watched the Godzilla trailer a couple of times because it looks pretty cool. Not not a good movie, That's mind fun. you, because Godzilla, you know, the 2014 movie, it's not a good movie. <laughs> but it was entertaining. It is a great end to a yeah, movie. Yeah, it, it seems like this movie is at, at least going to be like, most of the movie is going to be the end of that movie. So, not a... I swear to God, if they keep that fucking dragon in the ice until the last 15 minutes of that movie, though. King, King, I, uh, God, what's it called? Not King Gora? I, I forget what his name is. Uh, dragon from Godzilla loading up now. King Ghidorah. That's what it is. And then there's, like, Mothra and the one that kind of just looks like a uh, pterodactyl, but huge. And then, of course, the Godzilla. Wasn't there, a tur- wasn't there the turtle one in there, too, that's maybe a good guy? Uh, 
I don't know who that is. Um. Oh yeah, isn't uh King Kong Gamera? Oh, okay. Isn't King Kong supposed to be but... in the series as well? Like the end of King Kong was like basically saying that this is a giant cinematic universe that they're gearing up for, like the monster verse or whatever. That Godzilla, King Kong, and then this movie are all going to be in the same universe. So shouldn't King Kong be in there? I think and hope so. And if I remember correctly, they actually interviewed... I'm not sure if it was the director, because he had a bit of a rough time for a while. But they interviewed somebody about the movie, like, hey, how is King Kong and Godzilla possibly going to fight? Godzilla is way bigger than King Kong. And their response was... Oh, well, King Kong in the first movie was just a baby. He's going to get way bigger. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I guess that's the justification, yeah. God damn it. (laughs) Uh, You guys want to move on to the next? Sure. Let's do breakouts. Yeah, I had a feeling. I'm done. how was... This will be terrific to edit around. Ryan, how was Bo Burnham's 8th grade? Well... I think my review is up on the screen for yeah. you guys. <laughs> it's three, it's three uh, letters. It was a meh. It was okay. You know? um, I think it's an interesting choice to have a movie about an eighth grade girl kind of like discovering herself written by a man who's in his late 20s. And then also to have that man direct the movie uh, for his first ever time directing, he's directing like child actors, which is one of the no- most notoriously hard parts of directing. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it was fine. I feel like it captured what I've heard middle school is like for a lot of people, which I'm sure is valuable. Um, a lot of awkward moments as a result, which made it not as enjoyable of an experience, I guess. A little too cringy or what? Was it? Yeah, plenty of cringe. Um, I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I knew nothing about this movie, uh, until you mentioned that you were going to go see it. Um, hearing that situation, though, does it stay away from the creepier stuff that can sometimes happen when it's a young male director, uh, filming a, uh, young female actor? curious what exactly you mean like accidentally or intentionally like sexualize a younger female character that probably shouldn't be sexualized in material like this i don't think that does he does it get voyeury i don't think so no okay that's that's a win for me at least there's plenty of uncomfortable situations let's just say um, but yeah, it's uh, I, it's interesting. Might be worth watching. 
I, I know it's getting pretty universal praise right now, so probably more the voice of dissent. But uh, well, I don't know. why were you so uh, tepid on it then? Oh, it's I. It's probably not for me. Um, no, okay. I've heard people with middle school experiences very similar um, to Kayla's in the movie. Um, at the same time, I don't know if it was the most enjoyable thing for me to watch. And uh, I didn't always fully understand uh, what they were getting at with some of the stuff. There was some very long, drawn-out sequences. Um, and I don't know. You know? It was... All right. Not it was it was a fine movie. <laughs> it was fine. Cool. Um, Andrew, how finely made is the Legend of Korra? Uh, it's it's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> how far are you? In uh, it? I'm a little over halfway through the first season, which uh, the seasons are much shorter than Avatar was. Uh, you know, I, I watched Avatar for the first time all the way through earlier this summer. I talked about it, you know, a couple weeks back. Um, but I was recommended to watch Korra because it's in the same universe made by the same people, uh, same animation style. Like, and I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And it's it's pretty good so far. Um, it definitely feels different than Avatar. It's got a very different feel, a very different setting because it's like a hundred years later something like that but yeah it's i it's from what i hear each season is like its own contained narrative like a different bad guy and different conflict so i don't i don't think i would like that um but i'm excited to learn more about this world and characters so it's a little bit more not much i wouldn't say it's a mature show but it's a little bit less of an immature show than avatar was so and there's like pro bending sports and that stuff is really cool to watch. So, so yeah, just, just pretty good. All right. Um, how far are you in it? You're, he said, yeah, that. you already asked. I did. Wow. <laughs> so you just Quality didn't listen to anything I said. <laughs> that was a really funny was interview. Fun. <laughs> This is dude like drawing squiggles on his notepad. No, it's like um in Zoolander when he says, "But why male models?" and then he explains it all, and then he just, "But why male models?" <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It's classic comedy. Yeah, but seriously though, Andrew, how much of the show have you actually watched? I've watched seven episodes. Cool. There's 12 episodes in the first season, so. Cool fucking story, dude. <laughs> hey, seven twelfths of the way there. Good for you. Wow, that... Keep it up, champ. <laughs> Act- active listening. <laughs> hey, Andrew, what kind of pants do they wear on that series? Hey, you know, so one of the things I didn't like about Avatar was uh, the pants never seemed to fit them. But, but in Korra... You know, they seem to have found pants in the right size, and that's pretty exciting. Getting closer and closer to revealing this argument. Uh, <laughs> the infamous pants story remains a mystery for now. 
the infamous the infamous man story. I can't wait to see the uh, internet like uh, theory boards that like are trying to piece together the lore from voluntary viewing podcast to figure out what that story is. Come on, film theory, get on that shit. That's just a theory. But that's just a theory. A, a pants theory. theory. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I didn't put it in the doc, but uh, the SO and I watched a couple of episodes of... I don't even remember how this happened, but the Cartoon Network cartoon We Bear Bears. Oh my god. <laughs> what? We, we, it ain't we bad. We Bear Bears, man. <laughs> Funny. What? What? It um I'd explain to you what's going on, but the best way I can put it is that instead of like three bros from college who moved to San Francisco from the middle of nowhere America, it's three bears who moved to San Francisco from the middle of nowhere and Try to make it. Doing San, Fran- uh, San Francisco yep, stuff. They talk. They're bears. One's a panda. One's a brown bear. And one's a polar bear. And they're brothers. And they just, they're just they just going about life. Uh, the brown bear's name is Grizzy. Uh, panda is named Panda, obviously. The, the uh, and the polar bear is Ice Bear. Ice bear. lives in the fridge. And apparently has a sick-ass bathroom. Hidden in the fridge. Yeah. He's also, like, it, probably clearly autistic. Except for the one episode when he gets amnesia, and then he, he he's oh. not. Yeah. It's a good show. <laughs> Sounds really dumb, man. <laughs> yeah, but in a good kind of way. There's only 11-minute uh, episodes. Cartoon yeah, Network's doing dude. a lot of that. Nah. It's Spongebob. <laughs> it, that, that's not a terrible comparison, actually. Yes. Pat Oswalt voices a koala in some episodes. Oh, no. Jason Lee's in it. Who's he? Uh, my name is Earl. Oh. And Ellie Kemper. Do we not like them? I'm just like, what is this show? Dimitri Martin. Dimitri Martin voices Ice Bear, who, like you said, yeah. Bobby Moynihan as Panda. Yep. Yeah, dude. Star-studded. Eric Edelstein, who's no one. Oh, uh, voice acting stuff reminds me. I didn't mention it when I was talking about Korra, but uh, J.K. Simmons voices a pretty important character in that show. Um, he voices the, uh, the son of Aang, whose name is Tenzin, and he just, his face is, it just looks like J.K. Simmons, but with, like, a goatee, so. I heard, uh, yeah, he actually has a pretty solid character arc in that show. J.K. Simmons, Korra. Yeah, he does kind of look like J.K. Simmons with a beard. Yep. Do we want to move on to my group chat thing, even though we can't really talk about it that much? I was going to say, Andrew wants to watch it, doesn't he? I, I absolutely want to go watch it. I'm going to try to go watch it, like, next Saturday. But 
We'll see. It's fun. We should probably say what it is. Nah. They know. Nah. That's just a theory. Um, so, yeah, like kind of the opposite of eighth grade to me in that <laughs> it's like really weird and incredibly enjoyable versus like incredibly grounded and not that enjoyable. So, yeah. um, for everyone listening to this, I'm sure has sure has no fucking idea what's going on. Uh, we're in the group chat now, bloodily bloop, and we're <laughs> well, that was we're just talking. a poor impression. I'm right. You put effort and wow. art into ours. <laughs> no, that's fair. It. Now we're talking. That's actually a kind of cool waveform. Um. Uh, yeah, we're talking about the movie Sorry to Bother You. I saw it on Friday. Um, I, I I was one of maybe like a dozen people in the theater, so I hope it's doing better other places because everybody needs to watch this, and it is great. I think the best movie I've seen of the year so far. Wow. High praise. Even after you loved Blade Runner 2049 so much? Was that this year? Oh, no, wait. That came, that came out I in November. I saw it this year. Okay. We saw it this year, but say. it came out in November. Yes. Um, at some point, we're going to have a very highly flagged uh, spoilers. We're going to talk about how we felt about all of this movie because I'm usually like a, hey, spoilers aren't that big a deal kind of guy. But spoilers are a big fucking deal in this movie. Like, if you ruin, uh, if you ruin what goes on in this film to your friends, you are a shitty person. And hey, I hate well, you. that's how I feel about literally every piece of media. That... Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about every piece of media. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Did you guys know that Kevin Spacey was the? Uh, bad guy in the usual suspects the entire time he made up the name kaiser soze because of the stuff that was in the office i did yeah that's i did know yeah that. i accidentally spoiled the prestige for ian oh i i haven't like i have not seen it so okay i didn't like really spoil much i just said like oh or like it's like a prestige type clone where you just make a copy of yourself and they don't have to like grow up so like not a huge spoiler, but like gave away plot details. Enough, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know what what what. Uh, I don't know if it gives away too much, but what's your favorite quote that may, might be non-spoilery? Because I have a very specific one in mind that I loved. Um, and you can make it non-spoilery. Like I'll say for mine, mine was um, when one character offers another character. Um, a five-year, $100 million contract, like a lot very similar to pro sports style contracts, mm-hmm. that that was fun. That was like a really like subversive way to express, you know, kind of how yeah, you feel about mine, uh I think mine was uh, someone uh, it, it, within it, somebody made a piece of street art, and then the next day everybody was 
looking at the street art like, boy, I wonder if this is what the artist meant by it. Yeah. No, no, I'm pretty sure this is what the artist meant. And then uh, the woman who actually made the art says to them, no, I'm pretty sure they meant this literally. Uh, and then I'm not going to say what the yeah, no, piece of art was, but that's a little bit of a spoiler. But it, it was a great moment in the movie, and I also enjoyed kind of the meta reading of it of, hey, don't put, don't put too much time and effort into dissecting what every part of this movie means because we are being super on the nose about it. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I got to see this movie. Yeah, I've already like run into like three different friends of mine this week. They're like, "Oh, we saw Sorry to Bother You. You got to see it." So, it's real fucking good. All right, I think that just about does it. Unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about. No, I don't even really have any updates about mandatory viewing. Yeah, I have nothing. I've watched all of Chris and Jack. I've watched most of Maddie Burrito. Uh, I've watched a couple of Jade's videos. Her and I are going to watch Video Game High School uh, throughout the week. And uh, I know that she's watched a couple of Chris and Jack videos with me and a couple of Maddie Birdio videos. So, um, I have a handful of Chris and Jack to finish up. Uh, I think I might be coming back around on those. Uh, I think... I'm, I'm going to double check, but I think I finished up uh, Video Game High School again. Shotbot is still my favorite character. <laughs> Shotbot. And then I'm going to get pretty inebriated on something and watch uh, a couple more of the, what's her name, Elena Tambor videos, because that's really the only way I can stomach them. Wow, that's uh, harsh. It's pretty rough, man. <laughs> I don't think it's as bad as you guys make it out to be. It's definitely not, like, that entertaining, but I just, I don't think it's, like, clawing my eyes out. It's I, not like it's watching not Jersey Shore, you know? Jer- Jersey Shore, for me, is, like, not just, like, not enjoying what I'm watching, but, like, actively hurting me. That's because they're terrible yeah. people. She's not a terrible person. She's just so privileged. It's so and just... obnoxious and in your face. Like, every turn. And... I can recognize, and I won't get super into it because that's the next podcast, but like I can recognize this isn't for me and I can understand why other people get enjoyment out of it. But then the more I think about it, the more, boy, if you get enjoyment from this, you might want to reexamine some stuff because I'm not sure if that's necessarily healthy to watch what might just kind of be wealth porn. Yeah, an impossible dream of privilege. Andrew, you should go see Sorry to Bother You. <laughs> That'll bring you back down to Earth. Yeah, yeah, it really sounds After like it's Elena a Tampa. very grounded film. No, it's not grounded, well, it'll, but it'll, it'll make you think about stuff. It'll maybe hit at why some of... Uh, movie to make me do that. Think about some of the exact pieces of media we were just talking about uh, in a new light, maybe. That's fair. But, uh, but yeah, um, next time I'm going to try to keep it shorter on the other sections and focus mostly on mandatory viewing. Uh, that might come out at a weird time because we need to get Jade on that and not totally sure what her schedule is like, but we'll make that work. But, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. 
send us emails at voluntaryviewing at gmail.com. If you got questions or comments, follow us on Twitter at V2 underscore podcast. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. And I'm Lucas. I'm Andrew. <coughs> uh, that's fire hazard. <coughs> Actually. Yeah. Mr. <coughs> Has. See you guys.